0: Welcome back to Get Fit Guy. This week, I was inspired by an email from a listener in France. Well, I'm guessing France, because he didn't actually say, but I do have exceptional Googling skills. I do always like to reminisce on something great about places that listeners email in from. If I've been there in France, well, a couple of years ago, I took my Australian Shepherd or Berger Australian for my French fans. Maverick on a road trip to Barcelona from the UK. We stopped off in Paris, Bordeaux, Carcassonne, Lyon and Montpellier. And my overwhelming memory of France is wondering what on earth they're doing to the bread over there because it is absolutely unreal. Even the bread at the highway gas stations is freshly baked and delicious. Okay, on to the email. Hello Kevin. First of all, a big thanks for all your content. I'm a long-term listener of the Get Fit Guy podcast, and I really like your fact-based, scientific, and rigorous approach to fitness and life in general. I would like your opinion on my training approach. I started resistance training seriously a bit more than two years ago when I turned 30. Indeed, my 30th birthday came with chronic back pain as a present. So I started to strengthen my core and back. Then I decided to extend my workouts to full body training because why not? Besides being more time consuming, I don't see any good reason not to do this. You are correct. And I identified three goals for different timescales. Long term goal, which is to stay physically fit for as long as possible, and enjoy my favorite activities across my lifespan. Midterm goal, get better at my favorite sports, skiing, Ski touring in the winter, rock climbing, mountain biking in the summer. My short term goal is to put on 10 kilograms of muscle mass. So I chose to first put on some muscle mass and here is why. So you can tell me where my reasoning fails if it does. Of course, I wouldn't mind looking better, but that's just a bonus. My understanding is that hypertrophy training is a well-balanced resistance training as it provides both muscle strength and endurance. Both useful adaptations, I believe, for my sports. Yep, agree. In addition, I must say I'm quite thin. Three years ago, I was 64 kilos and I'm 180 centimeters tall. So I thought a bit more muscle can only improve my sports performance. Yep, also agree. And I decided to focus on hypertrophy workouts. And then once I reached 10 kilos of muscle growth, I would do more sports-specific workouts such as power, endurance, focused or strengthening specific movement patterns. Does this seem right to you? And is 10 kilograms of muscle gain a reasonable goal to you, too much, too little? Uh, I'll translate the figures for empirical system users in a minute. But before then, Julian had a bonus question. Lucky me. In two and a half years, I managed to gain five kilograms of muscle. Seems kind of low. And I struggle to get past that as I don't see myself eating more or doing more intense, more frequent workouts. You just need to eat more delicious food, dude. You live in France, get on the bread. Now, it's already quite draining and I don't want to reduce time doing my favorite sports. Should I just give up on that 10 kilogram goal and transition now to my sport specific training? Or should I tweak my workouts for more gains? I have a very stable body, meaning it's quite complicated for me to change my body composition no matter what I eat or do. I can sit and play video games all day and eat lots of junk food without gaining any weight. Okie dokie, Julian. Let's unpack that lot. First of all, thanks for being a listener to the show and for appreciating my approach to things. I do value feedback and emails, unless those emails are pseudoscientific which case they can get in the bin. Now I'm sorry to hear that you have had or had back pain but you definitely did the right thing by strengthening things. So gold star for you. I also love that you have short, middle and long-term goals so let's look at those. I'm definitely agree that 60 kilograms or about 135 pounds for someone that's 5 foot 11 is rather on the slender side. I'm curious about why you chose 10 kilos, which is about 22 pounds, for those of you that prefer to use units of mass instead of units of weight. Maybe it seemed like a reasonable amount of weight that you could gain. I think that you could gain a bit more. Now, to answer the question of whether or not I would gain muscle first and then deal with sport-specific training, hmm... That's quite nuanced and probably more specific than I can answer without more data. So I'll give you my two answers and you can see which one maybe fits more with your situation. So if I was dealing with someone really untrained, and that individual was unable to safely express more powerful expressions or contractions, then yes, I would get stronger first. If you want an example of what I mean, y'all can go take a Google image search for RG3. RG3, or Robert Griffin III, won the Heisman Trophy and was second pick in the NFL Draft in 2012. Just after five months, he was out injured with ACL and LCL damage to his knee and spent the rest of his career kind of ping-ponging about from knee injury to knee injury. Now, if you look at the pictures of him from the combine, he has a massive valgus collapse, which is where his knees are caving inwards, almost touching. And he had it when he was performing the standing vertical jump. Now, there's a, a ton of data out there on knee valgus and knee injury, which tends to be much worse in females, due to the fact that they have hip width differences for one. So to me, this would be something I would be looking for in the ability to express power and agility. Are the knees and ankles stable under those conditions? If the knees buckle or the ankles collapse when squatting, jumping, hopping, and so on, then I would avoid prescribing sport-specific power stuff. I do see you're a skier, so a lot of that is leg-based, right? Especially you've got a lot of weight only on one leg then on the other leg. So I would advise these people here to get stronger first and add the other stuff in once joints are more stable. However, we do have another type of person, which is the recreational athlete. More often, this avatar will be doing things not so much for the performance, but for the fun. And, you know, it's kind of a bitter pill to have to swallow when a coach or someone else says to you, you can't do something that you enjoy because you lack the athleticism. Now, let's take, for example, the weightlifting movement, the snatch. It's pretty high skill, it requires a ton of mobility, and it's a maximal expression of strength in minimum time, what we call strength, speed, or power. It's really popular in functional fitness gyms. Now, we know that power must come after strength on a hierarchy of contraction training, because power is strength displayed quickly. But if it's really fun and it keeps you going to training, then is there really an issue with doing it anyway? Because let me tell you, I don't really think the snatch is dangerous for total novices, even in the absence of skill, because novices simply aren't strong enough to lift enough weight to injure themselves. So get strong first. Or get strong alongside your sport-specific goals. Well, since you're sending this email to ask the question, looks like you do enjoy your sports. So don't rob yourself of that enjoyment. Concurrent training for the win. Now, your bonus question. If you're telling me that you can sit in a chair playing games and eating junk food and not gain weight, you didn't sit in the chair long enough. You can't violate Newton's laws, although biology would not be a totally accurate representation of the first law of thermodynamics, we've got energy in versus energy out, since humans are not a closed system and lose heat. But, all joking aside, yes, you're what's known in fitness parlance as a hard gainer. Hard gainers... Uh, It's more about taking an individualized approach because it's not so much that it's hard for you to gain muscle. It is hard for you to gain muscle at the same rate as most people whilst doing the same things most people do. We already know that you can gain muscle since you gained five kilograms of the hard stuff already. But what we can also say is that the latest training protocols from Muscle Monthly probably aren't going to cut it. I'd say that you need to look into nutrient timing here. That could be super useful for you rather than purely thinking about calories consumed. This, by the way, is still important because you will need to be in a surplus to gain muscle and that surplus should be high enough in protein to facilitate muscle building and recovery. But timing is important and believe it or not, you're not sitting there all day building muscle. It comes and goes in waves, and these waves are actually triggered by the intake of sufficient amino acids, more specifically an amino acid called leucine. When you have enough leucine, or even better, an overload of it, you trigger what we call a muscle protein synthesis event, which is where your body starts to make muscle from available amino acids, from protein. So I'd start there, get some whey that has a high leucine count when compared to the others that are available in your location or some essential amino acids that you can just drink and then start to create a leucine overload event every three to four hours. Studies out of the University of Illinois show that 2.5 grams of leucine will trigger muscle synthesis. If you have a question or just want to say hi, Email me at, at quick and you too can be featured on the show. Go, do it now. All right, Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchins, Davina Tomlin. I'm your host, Kevin Don. If you have a question for me, you know what to do. Email getfitguy@quickanddirtytips.com. voicemail 510-353-3104. More information about the show? visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app.